but it's not just wave a magic wand and then you have influence. You really need to put in the work to find your true unique self and then start being that person. And then the influence will come by the people you get to help. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad to hear of you here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Ben. Ben, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm excited for our conversation today. It's going to be fun. It will be. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Yeah, so I joke that I ask questions for a living, and there's two main categories. <laughs> so you're a giant five-year-old, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, am a, I am a grown man-child. I, I nice. still do Everything that I loved when I was five, I still love candy, football, basketball, but I ask questions for a living in two categories. So I have a podcast network of my own called Real Business Connections. It is my job not to over talk. It's my job to be curious and ask good questions and bring out the best insight from my guests, just like you do very, very well. And the other category is I have a marketing firm and I'm very adamant about nothing being square peg round hole. Well, there is no key in marketing. It's a combination lock. So it's my job to ask the right questions to find the perfect combination for the client themselves. Nice. We are, well, I am going to pick your brain a ton today. <laughs> awesome. And everybody's going to eavesdrop on the conversation. So let's back up the bus. And I'm going to say, how did you get into all of this? So were you in podcasting first, marketing first? How did that all go down? So I basically just stacked a bunch of interests all together. Um, I can tell you my life story, but I'll, I'll give you the really, really short version. Very quiet kid, barely opened my mouth the first 13 years of my life. Um, so I was always very curious when I was younger, but I didn't really, I wasn't naturally extroverted or charming. So I was very caught in my head, which developed that curiosity. Around high school time, fell in love with the music industry. Um, and once I found a tribe of people that I was aligned with and people I got along with, I was no longer the quiet kid. I was literally the loudest person in the room because it was something that I loved. So um, I was handing out flyers and I was setting up MySpace pages for bands and doing all these kinds of things. As that moves on, see, here's the thing. I didn't realize that I was going to get to have a marketing firm in a podcast. I was just elevating and amplifying people because I wasn't the the life of the party. So I like to amplify other people, quite literally in music, amplify their voice. So nowadays, fast forward a ton, um, 2016 started a music podcast. It's not very good. Don't listen to it. But it was a music <laughs> podcast because I love music. Now we have to go watch <laughs> I so now there, so there's a curiosity, the music podcast. I loved podcasting. Um, I found myself in marketing by accident. Do, didn't go to school for it, but you can tell with my life journey, it was just a good fit for me. Um, COVID hits, I'm furloughed. Boom, the world explodes. But I just took the love of having fun, the love of growth, personal development, the love of podcasting, the love of conversation, the curiosity, the marketing skills, the sales skills, just stacked it all together, got an LLC, didn't even know I didn't need one to start as a freelancer, got an LLC, named it Balber Marketing, and wow, I mean, I, it, 
it wasn't easy, but I was able to replace my sales executive income. I made a ton of mistakes, but again, it was just stacking all these life experiences together and it just kind of fell in place the way it did. Nice. I love that. And I also love that you mentioned that you didn't have the education in it to go and do it. And oftentimes, especially in marketing, I think that if you know how to um, entice people and you know how to create a crowd, you naturally know how to market and doesn't mean that you need to know that you know how you did it. <laughs> you just need to know that you can do it. And, and that's awesome. I love it. So now that you're in marketing, who do you love to serve and support? What's your, what do you go after? Especially what do you love to work with? So it, a lot of people laugh at this, but specifically I don't work with assholes. <laughs> I assume I, I, I can say asshole on your show. Do we have to bleep it? I might have to bleep that for this show, but it's okay. I apologize for that. I, I don't work with jerks. So um, there are certain <laughs> niches that I'm very, like I love real estate. I love working with coaches and really action-oriented people. But at the end of the day, um, I have a lot of tools that can help a lot of people, but it's not going to help if you're demeaning me, you're a jerk. Like the money means right. nothing. The money means nothing to me if you're not fun to work with. That's the mm -hmm. beauty of business ownership and entrepreneurship. I get to choose and mm -hmm. I don't want your money. I don't want your business. I don't want this relationship if you are a jerk. So the flip of that is growth oriented, high potential business people um, from real estate to one of my favorite clients is an esthetician. So I'm all over the place. Nice. I love it. Well, and I think it's an important point to make because I think there's something emotional <laughs> about uh, marketing a business and I want a business in general, people want it to succeed, but for some reason, some people tend to get a little snarky when it comes to their outside help, especially if they're going, Hey, you're the professional. I expect you to know how to do all this stuff. I don't know if it's an expectation level. I don't know if it's uh, tolerance or temperance, or it's just that, Hey, something's broken, go fix it. And that kind of thing. Have you noticed any particular trends in the <laughs> jerk realm that people should be avoiding, especially when they're nice people, but they do jerk off things when something yeah. goes bad? Well, I've had really nice clients that were just on different wavelengths. Um, that too. <laughs> you kind of touched on it. Like the assumption is that I can fix everything. Um, and it depends on the program and the budget and this or that. Um, but the assumptions always that you'll get a quick ROI, like hire a marketing guy and boom, you're flooded with business. And I've had a lot of situations, one of which a client never picked up the phone. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast cause he doesn't pick up the phone. I, I'd get, it would go and it would, uh, voicemail was full. So I couldn't even, there was no way to even get a KPI on how well we were doing with client retention because he wouldn't pick up his phone. I had another client who was very green, like no website, all brand new, all referral business. Um, so I can't get you first page on Google overnight. And I'm sure some scammer will say that they can get you at the top of Google. Yeah, we could pay to put you there, but that's only going to last for a little while. So in a scenario like that, they were very green. And it's actually hard to turn an ROI quickly in a scenario like that because we're building a foundation, we're branding, we're doing some of the stable elements that they're going to be using 10 years down in the future. So there's a lot of situations like that, but it comes to asking questions and communicating because in both of these cases, I'll take responsibility that I maybe didn't properly communicate um, what a realistic expectation was. 
Um, maybe it wasn't my fault, but I take responsibility because it's my job, obviously, to get them to where they want to go. And if I don't do it exactly they want to, maybe I'm missing something. So get this straight. You're not a unicorn. You're not a magic wand. <laughs> and you're not Aladdin's lamp. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I have a magic wand, but it's a blow up and it doesn't actually work. But <laughs> That's awesome. So give us an example of when it does work. Give us an example of the Cinderella story of one of your clients. I'll give you an easy example. And it's a, it's a great when it does work. Um, story a story because I had to do virtually no work. Um, so a good friend of mine actually, Kevin Rustesy and Tyler White, were starting a podcast timeout with leaders. Um, they wanted to talk to local leaders about everything great about leadership and really get into corporate and get into servant uh, leadership and all this stuff. So they had vision, um, but they had never had a podcast before. They didn't have the digital for the cover art, any of that stuff. So I helped them create, you know, visuals for the intro and create their cover art. And I sent them the list of questions that I don't use them, but I have them all written out. So I gave them my cheat sheet and we talked about how it's not necessarily about audience growth at day one. It's about building a relationship with your guest and making them feel good. And that'll expand into nominations. And all. so we went through all this in the course of like two months. Um, and then I just sort of dropped the mic, walked away, and now they're top 2% completely on their own. Um, so all I really did is have to give them the template. But since they were so driven to succeed, they took the template, made it their own, and now they're kicking ass. So I like the stories where I do as little work as possible because it's really a testament to the client taking it um, and, and running with it. Nice. Love that. So is it kind of mostly only uh, marketing for podcasts that you're doing or do you do anything else? Maria? I, I have two categories. So the podcast category, I'm actually growing out. I really don't have much to present there yet, but I'm, I'm building a whole system there. It's for another discussion. Nice. Um, my bread and butter is traditional online marketing for small to medium sized businesses. So are you found on Google? what's the first impression is it a photo of your house or is it a beautiful photo of the the staff the team the jobs this and that the web design the search engine optimization the logo design the video elements all those essentials to create a great first impression but i kind of teased it most my business comes from linkedin networking and podcasting so i sell marketing services but I love LinkedIn networking and podcasting. So I'm building a second leg of the business that'll probably eat up the first leg where I am going to focus more on podcasters and thought leaders. Because be honest with you, conversations like this is exactly what I live for. And I actually prefer being on the other end. I love being the host and just learning from brilliant people like you. So maybe I'll have to have you on my show because I've, I've got a lot to learn. I'll be honest. There you go. And if you start start dropping F-bombs, you might have to have you on a different show. It's okay. I, I apologize. <laughs> we got a lot, no, no, you don't have to apologize around me ever. I just get to know your personality and go, oh, you'd be perfect for this and you'd be perfect for that. <laughs> that is all good. They all know me. They want to get to know you. And I want to get to know you. And again, and I love uh, podcasting as well for the, for the ability to be able to have some pretty cool conversations depending on how uh, people want to carry them. So when, when we talk about podcasting, because this is going to be, obviously, once we put it out there, it'll be out there forever. And we have no idea when somebody's listening to this. 
So if they're kind of shy and they're going, oh my God, I can't believe people want to be podcasters. <laughs> what was your transition like? Was So when you found your, your group, your tribe, and you're in, you're like, this is awesome. Would you say that you were good, great right off the bat? Or was it a learning curve to to become a better host? And how did you transition through that? That was 20,000 questions. Go in anywhere yeah. you want. <laughs> pick a question, pick a category. I was completely awful at it. There wasn't a single thing that I, I, I had used GarageBand a little bit to like poorly record my own music and make beats and stuff. But I basically had a MacBook. I got on GarageBand and just gave it a shot. Um, where it all started was quite literally, I felt like a consumer and not a producer. I was in a time of my life where, you know, you get out of high school, college. I I come from a rough background in terms of some abuse in my family. And I started drinking and abusing myself and abusing my body and not utilizing school and just being a party animal. And one day I realized, okay, I go to music two, three, four times in a week. There's nothing wrong with that. It keeps the economy going that I'm spending money. However, am I just a consumer? Am I leeching on a good thing or am I a producer? And I was binging on podcasts at the time. It was like 2015. They had just started to get big. It's making that decision. There's anything in my life or anyone's life, right, where they're like, wow, I'm really passionate about this, but I feel like I spend money on it. That's not a bad thing, but I'm not actually doing anything to level up the industry or the field. So I really just started a music podcast because I wanted to elevate my friends bands and make them look good. It wasn't good. It was sloppy. Um, I had did a ton of editing it. Nowadays, I don't do any editing because there is a lot of skill sets that I hadn't developed yet. So nowadays, I can edit, I can talk without editing. But yeah, long story short, it was a disaster, probably the first three years. <laughs> and I just started to sort of sort of try to figure it out. I don't know if I'm quite year, there yet, but we'll see. Yeah, I find it's a work in progress for sure. <laughs> Always. And it is uh, a beacon of hope to people that are listening to this. There's that little inkling inside of you that goes, that might be fun, but, <laughs> and trust the little inkling as opposed to the butt. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So what is one of your pet peeves that you're seeing in the in the marketing industry that people are doing and going, oh, that sucks so bad? Yeah, so this um actually comes from Ashley Fawes. She was on my show. I jokingly call her the thought leader of thought leadership because she's just a marketing pro and she talks all about influence and thought leadership and what it is. But to take just a little piece of her brilliance, she basically says how everyone wants to be an influencer but not everyone has influence and i feel like a lot of people want to just you know buy the right equipment which helps or buy the right car or hire the right girl to be in their video and act like they're influential but they don't have much to say and it's kind of scammy and manipulative my biggest pet peeve is people want to be influential without putting in the work to actually build a long-standing personal brand with influence. What Ashley would say is to be a thought leader, you have to have thoughts and you have to be a leader. And in some cases, people have neither. In most cases, they have one or the other. They're a great leader, but they don't know how to codify their thoughts. Or they're a great thinker, 
but they haven't been on podcasts or haven't started marketing themselves. So this is specifically in the category of personal branding. I believe everyone should start developing a personal brand, um, but it's not just wave a magic wand and then you have influence. You really need to put in the work to find your true unique self and then start being that person and then the influence will come by the people you get to help. Nice. Well, I know I have my theory on that transition. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh my God, I'm such a fraud. They're going to cut. Oh, they found me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they're in that spot. They know they're in their spot. They're, they are wanting to become an influencer, but they're not obviously there yet. Where do they start? What can they do to get down that road? So I would say I'm in that spot too, but I also don't claim to be a thought leader and influencer. What I like to do is surround myself with people brighter than me, smarter than me, farther down the path. I started my entrepreneurship journey during COVID. I'm very new to this specific category of life. So in the podcast, this is just one way to start. Starting a podcast, I get to surround myself with people that are actually doing the things that I aspire to do. So surround yourself by great people. Find ways that um, you can help them. Always give them more than they give you. So if they're mentoring you, do whatever you can to funnel in business or recommend them or talk about them or spread the word. Basically, just start surrounding yourself with the people you aspire to be. Um, I didn't come up with it, success leaves clues. So if success leaves clues, the first thing you should do is start copying and mimicking someone that is already achieving and genuinely achieving, not the fake achieving we just talked about, genuinely achieving where you're trying to go. Then once you learn from them, you can actually develop your own personal way of doing things. You don't wanna just copy someone's model entirely. You wanna be you. But I would start by just surrounding myself with some good people. Nice. So make sure your logo doesn't say Tony Robbins or Oprah on it. <laughs> no, not make at sure all. You change the logo. <laughs> I'm, I am the Tony Robbins of this household. <laughs> right. And, and I have the number one podcast in my mom's world. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. So when it comes to personal branding, to me, personal branding is very different than you know, business branding, corporate branding, uh, hobby branding. Uh, where do you put personal branding and why is it important to you? So if you don't have a massive marketing budget, like a corporate level marketing budget, the personal brand is going to be so much more valuable in the, the long term than building a business brand. Because let's just talk about a personal brand. Let's say you aren't a business owner or you're an aspiring this or that. If you build a personal brand, you're a hot commodity in this job market. So you can go job to job and level up and find the job you deserve because you've built a personal brand and people want you aligned with their company. Another thing is, let's say you're an accountant and there's not really much personal branding in an accountant at a C-suite, you know, a large firm. Um, however, if you build a personal brand and there's a fundraiser, there's an event, God forbid you need to start a GoFundMe for something out of your control happening. Since you've built a personal brand, people are going to want to support you because of the, the great affinity. So the, the joking way I define personal branding is it's what people say about you behind your back. And 
it's really just what would I like people to say about me? What is authentic to me? Um, and start being that person out loud. Anyone who has a Facebook or an Instagram and is posting, if, if branding is what people say about you behind your back, you're building a personal brand, whether you know it or not. Now, don't get bogged down and over stuck in it like analysis paralysis, but maybe be conscious of what you post and conscious of what you say and consciously try to help. And it'll look different in everyone's life. But if we come in conscious, trying to help, and we kind of figured out where our gifts are and who we can serve, dude, you can build a personal brand, you can move companies, you can funnel in business. Most people don't even know what Balboard Marketing does. They just know me. So when they're ready for marketing, they just say, hey, Ben, what's up? And that's because of the personal brand rather than the business brand itself. I love that. So if you're anything like me, you have no clue what people say behind your back and you kind of sort of don't care. So put the words <laughs> in their mouth. <laughs> this sure. is what you're going to talk about me with. <laughs> that could be part of your brand. The fact that you don't care what they think. So you're going to be able to be real and authentic when people that care what other people think actually might suppress and be more vanilla. Your brand's going to be more fruitful if you don't care what people think. So I think you're kicking butt. Ah, oh, thank you. That's so sweet. So give us some of the, um, we've gone through the steps of what somebody should do when they're doing their branding. What are some examples of clients that you've had that have succeeded in that arena? Kind of the Cinderella stories. Yeah. So the, I guess the big one I would say is the timeout with leaders category. Um, because I don't really do personal branding for people at this time. Um, I do anything you I'm, do in your business. What do yeah. you, what do your clients do when they do come to you? and and work with you well let me walk you through like what it looks like because again i don't work much on personal brands okay. i can but i try to empower people to actually build their own rather than having like a catfish doing it for them um, an example is i work for an assisted living facility um, it's a home-like environment so they only have 12 rooms it's not cheap to stay there but it shouldn't be because there's only 12 rooms and it's very hands-on it's like a family so when we started our campaign to create content we got on anyone who's done marketing or anything like this should do this i think podcasts are like the the great they're like a gold mine for information so what we do is we get on kind of like a podcast but it's a discovery call no one sees it but me and my client and i ask them 200,000 questions, as many questions as I have until we just start repeating the same answers or they get mad at me. That entire call is transcribed. So by transcribing that call, I can actually create the content for the social media, the blogs, whatever we're building along uh, using their words. So for this assisted living facility, it was a husband and wife who he basically built it himself and she does she's more of the hospitality background so she handles operations and hands-on and he handles all the remodeling the repairs the property management so talking to them i just got flooded with great information so when i post for them on their account it's 100 percent in their language pattern so this is something that i recommend anyone do for themselves for example if you've guessed it on a podcast Get it transcribed and transcribe your own words and you'll be like oh wow i said that or maybe get on a discovery call with a friend even 
have them ask you 20 questions, transcribe, because sometimes it's easier to verbally figure it out than to try to type it out or try to do, oh, it's Monday, I got to post again. Mondays are easy because I already have all the transcription out. So postings just copy pasting stuff that was said in the past. So that's just a couple of strategies. I don't know. I don't know if it's the perfect Cinderella story, but we're working on it. Oh, good. I love it. So what are the some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having at home listening to this right now going, oh, my God, Ben, I need you so badly? Yeah, um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a skill set. I'm again, the way I made myself was stacking different skills in different categories. So I encourage people, you don't need me. Like if you can go do it yourself, I actually would prefer that you could do it yourself because you know yourself better than anybody. But the world of marketing is complex. There's a lot of moving parts. If you need to save time and you're looking to use your marketing to make money at very low time investment, then you might need to consider hiring a marketing professional. But I encourage most people, especially if they're hungry, they're into education, go to YouTube University first. And then if you hit roadblocks, don't be afraid to ask for help because it doesn't have to be me. Plenty of people can help you. Um, but yeah, go out and get it, but you're going to run out of time. And then you're going to want to hire someone because they'll put more money in your pocket into your soul as well, add time to your plate. Um, so yeah, it really just depends on someone's current life circumstance. Fair enough. And I believe that just the discovery session that you take people through and going through all of those questions, they find out a ton about their marketing. <laughs> they wouldn't know otherwise. And to me, the messaging was by far the hard, most difficult to pinpoint. Because mm. I, I can talk all day. I can talk all night. You won't get me to shut up. That doesn't mean that the message is hitting. And to me, in marketing, your message has to hit. Otherwise, you can spend a lot of money on a lot of different things that just don't end up working. Yeah. I like to ask people. Um Part of what I love about a podcast or networking calls is there's not like a checklist of questions that I ask, but I'll weave in self-serving questions or after the call, I'll ask a couple things. Like, again, I, I kind of teased I'm working on some podcasting stuff. Right now I'm in discovery. So when I build a product, it's actually around my target market's interests and needs and what features and benefits they want. Um, so yeah, just ask people, don't be afraid to ask for help, I guess is a common theme, surround yourself with good people and don't be afraid to ask them for advice and help so you can create marketing for them. I love that. So, um, I know that our listeners are going to want more of you. How do they start their journey with you? Yeah, let me double check real quick. Cause I made a page. I don't want to butcher it. Um, <laughs> okay. got it. So it's real business connections so my podcast is the real business connections network we have five shows but it's all under one umbrella so if you type in real business connections anywhere you can subscribe there but what i did today is i made a page realbusinessconnections.com slash business ownership so nice. realbusinessconnections.com slash business ownership on that page is my marketing cheat sheet it's tens of years of marketing and failure and experience with bunch of articles and infographics all on one page. So you can start the self study. And also on that page is my calendar link. 
and there's no PayPal, there's no credit transaction, it is actually under your control. Whether you want an audit, you just need advice, maybe we do a discovery call. I didn't even think about that. You can book a time and it's totally free. Just make sure you go through that checklist of information first. Um, so you're a little, you do a little self-study before we talk and yeah, what was it again? Realbusinessconnections.com slash business ownership. Nice. I love it. So I have to ask you, Ben, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? I actually don't know if I thought so entrepreneurship, I feel like it's trendy, right? Kind of is trendy. Well, let's go with at what point no, did you I, I not got, want to be working for somebody else and went, I could do this. Oh, it's funny. I, I got an, I do have an answer for you, but it wasn't like a, aha, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's, I was a sales executive COVID hit when you're selling video production and there's no travel and you work world United States wide, you don't make sales and they don't want to pay you and I don't blame them. <laughs> so I was furloughed during COVID. Yep. And to be honest, I couldn't find a job. Mm -hmm. So I started my LLC just as like a passion project to start a podcast. And I became an entrepreneur by accident. So I'm crazy enough to take the leap. Um, but yeah, skill stack. And then if something were to occur, yeah, I could go back to corporate if I want to, but I really don't want to. I, I, I guess I got lucky and sort of fell into it, Michelle. I'm, I'm really blessed. <laughs> Nice. Love that. Well, and I love too, that you had kind of packed your bags before you took the trip. <laughs> so it's like getting the I whole LLC and going, yeah, okay, we're doing this. And it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's fun. I didn't know where the trip was going, but the <laughs> right. bags were packed and I had plenty of time on my hands. So why not? <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Ben, you have been absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Yeah, I want to make sure everyone subscribed to your show. Your time's valuable. You've honestly been a great host. I truly appreciate it. Um, and your listeners are investing in themselves. I love that. Hit subscribe if you loved it. Continue to support Michelle. Continue to invest in yourself. And then collectively, we can all be better. Excellent. And go check out the show notes because we have Ben's podcast listed in there as well. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to, as Ben says, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so that we can help you when you need the help most. We love being here for you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.